We present I'm Sorry I Haven't a Clue, the antidote to panel games. At the piano is Colin Sell and your chairman is Humphrey Nittleton. Hello and welcome to I'm Sorry I Haven't a Clue. You join us for a second week at the Grand Opera House in Belfast. Belfast is rightly proud of its neoclassical palazzo where may be found a memorial to the awful Titanic disaster. And quite rightly, as it was possibly the world's worst ever movie. <laughs> it, was, it was from Belfast's Harland and Wolfe shipyard that the Titanic sailed on her maiden transatlantic voyage to New York. They called at Southampton to take on passengers, Cherbourg to take on coal, and then Oslo to get the compass fixed. <laughs> the, Titanic's, the Titanic's sister vessel, the Britannic, was converted to become a troop ship, seeing action off Israel in 1946, where she was eventually sunk by a Goldberg. <laughs> During the Victorian era, many of the population emigrated to the USA, and Northern Ireland sent America no less than ten presidents, until the White House asked them to stop as they already... <laughs> as they already had one. The nearby town of Killyleigh is noted as the birthplace of Sir Hans Sloane, the founder of the British Museum although little of interest at his family's fine mansion remains after everything was stolen by the Egyptians. <laughs> very, much, very much a city of tradition, Belfast is famous for its marching season when men in dark suits and bowler hats parade in tribute to the home pride flower graders. <laughs> Amongst, amongst the famous names associated here is that of Eamon Holmes. He started out in Belfast as a local reporter before going on to become very big on television. <laughs> the author C.S. Lewis was also born here. Following his success with The Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe, C.S. Lewis went on to invent riot gas. <laughs> now... Now, I have, to, I have to introduce four comedians who love amusing people. Not that they meet many amusing people. <laughs> they are on my left, Graham Garden and Barry Cryer. And on my right, Tim Brooke Taylor and Jack Dee. And making a welcome return to lend a hand with the team's points, please welcome our delicious scorer, the ever-lovely Samantha. Okay, teams, we start with a round designed to improve our understanding of the English language. Sadly, public knowledge of our mother tongue is in an abysmal state. Many don't understand the difference between such terms as depreciation and debasement. Well, depreciation <laughs> is an accounting method of reducing capital asset value, while debasement is de room under de ground floor. <laughs> But many words change their meanings over time, and I'd like the teams to share any new definitions they may have noticed recently. Jack, would you care to start, please? Uh, ice cream Sundays, Ian Paisley's autobiography. 
Stockade, a meat-based fizzy drink. <laughs> Tim. Melancholy, funny-shaped dog. <laughs> Barry. Shamrock, tribute band. <laughs> Explain, Concord. Cathartic, when the bag freezes. <laughs> Arizona, the person that Ari belongs to. <laughs> Scintillate, to commit adultery till breakfast. <laughs> Boulangerie, to heckle underwear. <laughs> Renegade, a device for blowing up anagram enthusiasts. <laughs> Bacteria, returning more upset than when you left. Tapas. <laughs> You're there before me. <laughs> to gently touch someone's bottom. Tombola, man who throws cats. <laughs> I'd like to see that. <laughs> Pulpit. Warren Beatty's bed. <laughs> Taffeta, a cannibal with a preference for Welsh people. <laughs> OK, the teams are going to sing along now with some well-known discs in the game called Pick Up Song. As is customary, Samantha went down to the gramophone library earlier where she says there's been some sort of misunderstanding. Of late, the usually friendly old archivists haven't been very welcoming, claiming Samantha has been rubbing them up the wrong way. <laughs> she says she had to give them a good mouthful, and that soon put them straight. <laughs> Samantha is now poised over the record deck and ready to play in the discs. You should sing along with the music teams until, at my signal, Samantha turns the volume down. If on the music return you're within a midges minimum of the original, I'll be awarding points, and points mean prizes. I've started, so I'll finish. <laughs> Good God. <laughs> this week's prize will delight every keen chef who likes their desserts to throw themselves off the cooker. It's this lovely lemming meringue pie. <laughs> Graham, we'll start with you, and I'd like you to accompany Dana singing all kinds of everything. Snowdrops and daffodils, butterflies and bees, sailboats and fishermen, things of the sea, wishing wells, wedding bells, early morning dew. All kinds of everything remind me of you. 
Seagulls and aeroplanes Things of the sky Winds that go howling Okay, you now, Jack. I'd like you to accompany Clodagh Rogers singing Jack in the Box. Stop. Don't say you'll put me down. Love. Don't go away. Drop. My feet back on the ground. Open your arms, let me stay. Hold me like you know you should. Don't leave me on the shelf. Like a doll, you throw away. So sad and lonely, all by myself. I'm just your jack-in-the-box You know whenever love knocks I'm gonna bounce up and down on my spring A toy start when it stops I'm just your jack-in-the-box OK, Barry, now, you're to accompany... You know to play at your funerals. <laughs> Thanks. This is my funeral. <laughs> Barry, you've got to accompany Rosemary singing The Sunshine of Your Smile. I know her, I know her. Dear face at home, so the sweetest smile for me. How dark this world would be I know no light Above that could replace Love's radiant sunshine In your lovely face Give me a smile The love light in your eyes Life could not hold a sweeter paradise. love you all the while. My world forever, the sunshine. Sorry, Rose. And finally, Tim, I'd like you to accompany Fogel Sharkey singing A Good Heart. <laughs> I hear a lot of stories, I suppose they could be true, all about love and what it can do to you. Highest risk of striking out, the risk of getting hurt. And still, I have so much to learn. <laughs>
And a good heart these days is hard to find. A good heart! <laughs> the lasting kind. A good heart these days. Okay, the teams are going to indulge their passion for acting now in the game called Sound Charades. This was cunningly adapted from the erstwhile TV favorite Give Us a Clue, where teams mimed the titles of films or songs against a time limit. The most accomplished player was without doubt Lionel Blair. <laughs> but on one fateful visit to entertain the troops, even he was caught out. Lionel was quite happy on the boogie-woogie bugle boy, but he was hard pushed to finish off the rest of Company B in under two minutes. <laughs> Tim and Jack, you're to start, please, and your title will shortly be displayed to the audience via the laser display screen, while for listeners at home, here's the mystery voice. Death in Venice. Death in Venice. Right, you're guessing this one, Barry and Graham. Off you go, Tim and Jack. Uh, three words. Yeah. Uh, it's a book, a film, and I think it's an opera. Anyway, it goes like this. <sighs> lovely evening, isn't it? Yes, lovely. Fancy a swim? Well, I'm afraid I haven't brought my water wings. Oh, dear, what a shame. No, don't worry, I'll, I'll just go for a walk instead. <laughs> Is that it? It's not the water. Does water come into the title? Yeah. Ah. No. No, it doesn't. What? What? It doesn't come into the title. It doesn't come into the title. What? How do you know? <laughs> Does swimming come into the title? No. Does uh, walking? <laughs> Does cauliflower come into the title? <laughs> so you're not swimming, you're walking. Yeah. And uh, that's not a good thing to do in this particular place. Should we? Should we? Uh, Don't. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. We'll give you a little clue. We'll do, we'll do it again oh. slightly differently. Okay. Oh, oh excellent. Hey, Giuseppe. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lovely day, you know. I see. It's lovely. Oh, fancy a swim? Why oh, no. not? <laughs> Captain a, Corelli's water wings. <laughs> uh, it's on, the, it's on the beach, because that was set in Australia. On the beach? <laughs> Not dead Ten in seconds Venice. to go. Yay! Oh! <laughs> OK, your turn, Barry and Graham. Your title is now being exhibited on the laser display board, and here again is the mystery voice for listeners at home. Peter Pan. Peter Pan. Wow. It's um, best known as a play and... It's two words. A film and it's two words. Play and a film and... Ah, welcome to Cookery Closet. Yes. And what are we going to do today? Mince. Of course we are. <laughs> now, uh, let's get everything laid out on the table. Yes. Right, I've got uh, Larry Ladle. Yes, and there's... And I see you've got Nigel Knife and Freddy Fork. Yes. Our old chum, Charlie Chopping Board. Not forgetting Percy Potato Peeler. Oh, 
And Willy Whisk. Of course. You've uh, you put the new batteries in, haven't you? Of course I have. Good, yes. yeah. Do I ever forget? There's still something missing, though. Oh, yes, yes. We can't possibly do the mince without it. Where is that mischievous utensil? Ah, here he is. So he is. Is it going to be another name? Um, oh. Can't be mini. Oh. Oh. Do you think there's another bit of kitchen equipment? Is it must be mixer. Is that in it? Mixer. Think about walking, not swimming. <laughs> You're in the right area. Nigel the knife. Um, oh, we had him. Well, haven't we all? Uh... So I suppose a fork's out of the question. No. <laughs> We'll do it again for you. We'll help you. <laughs> Welcome to uh, hey. Cookery Club. <laughs> we listed things, didn't we, during it? You did? We're yes. Cook some mince. We want clues. Don't talk down to us. <laughs> A utensil. Yeah. Yeah. fork. Uh, you cook the mince in. We're Cooking the mince in. Pan. Panorama. (laughs) Peter the Pan. Peter Pan. Ah. (laughs) Right, in the next game, the teams are going to take a look at the lives of real celebrities. Teams, I brought along a selection of celebrity interviews culled from magazines. However, various sections of these articles are missing, and I'd like you please to suggest how the blank passages might have read. Okay, we'll start with you, Graham and Barry. For you, I have the words of none other than Peter Stringfellow. Can you guess the missing sections for me, please? I was born in... Spite of precautions. (laughs) (coughs) 1940. I had three nicknames at school, Stringy, String Vest, and... String him up? <laughs> no, String Bean. After school, I got a job at the local cinema as a... Way of avoiding daylight. <laughs> Projectionist. Nowadays, I live the life of a perpetual Jack Nicholson on the loose in the West End. People look at me and they think... Who does he think he is? Jack Nicholson? <laughs> The actual words are, there he goes again, flash old sod. <laughs> People think my club is a strip club, but the girls don't just have to take their clothes off. They've got to have... A little man to do that for them. <laughs> <laughs> no personalities. My girlfriend is utterly bored when it comes to... Me? <laughs> Politics. You can't blame her, she's a teenager. She likes watching cartoons and music shows, whereas I love... Taking out my teeth and getting down to business. (laughs) The news and hard-hitting documentaries. Sex is the one constant in my life and possibly the thing that's kept me... Going back to the clinic every week. (laughs) No, sane. It's hypocritical, of course. If my ex-wife had done half any of what I had done, I would have... 
married a pathologically unfaithful lesbian. <laughs> been destroyed emotionally. Ah. Okay, your turn now, Tim and Jack. And for you, I've got the words of Geoffrey Archer. <laughs> Can you guess the missing sections in this piece? I'm a six o'clock waker, less of an owl, more of a tit. <laughs> One, once up, I like to spend 30 minutes... Apologising to Mary. <laughs> thinking. I like to be at my desk at 9.30 when I'm writing a long word. <laughs> Book. I can't type, I handwrite every word and my secretary puts it on the... Bonfire when she gets home. <laughs> Women fall into two categories. For me, it's always brunettes with dark eyes and intelligent faces. I fall in love three times a day with pretty dark-haired women, but I never... Ask for a receipt. <laughs> Do anything about it. I've been an MCC member for years and go to test matches with John Major. I play occasionally for the Lord's Taverners. Last time, Derek Underwood bowled at me. Before I could see the ball, he removed all three of my... Testicles. <laughs> Stumps. Running is my other passion. I ran for Britain between 1963 and 1966 and recorded a personal best for the 100 yards of... 82 yards. <laughs> now, it's 9.6 seconds. It's quite hard to be a good husband to Mary. The only thing I would say with pride is that I've never been... Unfaithful on Christmas Day. But it says here, late for her in 30 years. I think the key to a successful marriage is going on being... In prison. <laughs> Interested in each other. To Mary, I'm a good husband because she's so independent. I don't think I'd be a good husband to someone who was... Expecting a good husband. <laughs> Only a housewife and mother and stayed at home the whole time. Mary's by far the better judge of character than me. I'm terribly trusting. Whenever I've made a mistake in life, she always said... See you on visiting day. <laughs> I told you to have nothing to do with him. <laughs> we have another musical round now with Swanee Kazoo. This is where... The this is where the teams perform duets to wed the cheeky rasp of the kazoo with the soothing lilt of the swanee whistle. A once unlikely combination. The words swanee and kazoo go together now as naturally as spit and polish. Surely one of the worst crisp flavours ever devised. <laughs> Another once unlikely combination is Colin and piano. But they now get on together like a mouse on fire. <laughs> we'll start with you, Tim and Jack. I'd like you to provide a rendition of Let's Call the Whole Thing Off to feature Jack D on the kazoo and Tim Brooke Taylor on the swanee whistle. Thank <laughs> you. 
Your turn, Barry and Graham. I'd like you to provide us with a rendition of Do Re Mi to feature Barry Cryer on the kazoo and Graham Garden on the Swanee Whistle. <laughs> I notice it's very nearly the end of the show, but there's just time to squeeze in a round of Drinkers Film Club. <laughs> Samantha is off to sample some beers and whiskies at the Radio 2 party. She says she expects to enjoy having a pint and a stiff Johnny Walker chaser. Teams, while she's away preparing for that, I'd like you to suggest film titles that might appeal to an audience of heavy drinkers. Tim, will you start, please? Um, the absinthe-minded professor. <laughs> Legless in Seattle. I'm sorry I haven't a clue, the movie. <laughs> Tequila Mockingbird. The curious incident of the hair of the dog in the night time. <laughs> the Grosch that stole Christmas. Excellent. The Matrix loaded. <laughs> I feel the word Schindler looming in the atmosphere. <laughs> Would that be Schindler's Piss? Oh, no. <laughs> Bring me the hog's head of Alfredo <laughs> About last night, I can't remember a thing. <laughs> the Guinness of Navarone. <laughs> the Toddy Snatchers. <laughs> the Time Please Machine. And so... And so, ladies and gentlemen, as the boiling water of fate is poured over the ant of time <laughs> and the insecticide of destiny is sprayed over the deck of doom, <laughs> I notice it's the end of the show. So from the teams, Samantha and myself and the good folk of Belfast, it's goodbye. Barry Fryer, Graham Garden, Tim Brooke-Taylor and Jack Dee have been given silly things to do by Humphrey Littleton with Colin Sell setting some of them to music. The programme consultant was Ian Pattinson and the producer was John Naismith.